man, I really love cover songs. This, this song's in my head. Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Songs in My Head, a music podcast for music nerds, by music nerds. As always, I'm Josh, back to talk to you about some more fun music stuff, joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) And uh, we have a a special episode today, Um, five episodes that's pretty big. Yeah. That's a big deal. I didn't I didn't think we were ever going to get off the ground to begin with, let alone get five episodes into it. Here we are. And here we are. So, I mean, and, and you know, we wouldn't be here, of course, if it wasn't for the people that actually listen to the show, obviously, because that just motivates. You know what? That's not true. I we're mean, nerds. We would be having this conversation yeah. anyway. Just, we, we just wouldn't be recording it. Maybe. I mean, you know, you never know. But seriously, though, thank you, everybody that has listened to the podcast and that continues to support everything that we're doing. You know, it really means a lot. And hopefully we can get everything to to grow more moving forward and we can get, you know, more people listening to this. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. So it being a fifth episode, we both decided that we wanted to do something special um initially we were going to do something a little different and didn't really didn't really pan out the way we wanted it to because i was hoping to get some more participation with it and you know people are busy they got a life whatever i get it um so we took things in a different direction and uh we decided to talk about one of my favorite things which is cover songs. What? You love covers? I, I do. I never I never knew that. You didn't? Not a Well, clue. I love covers. <laughs> um, and I would say, arguably, the band that we're talking about in this episode is probably the biggest reason why I love covers so much. Um, that band, of course, being Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. Which I feel like if you're if you're having a conversation about cover songs, you can't not talk about me first and the Gimme Gimme's because that's all they do is right. covers, is cover songs. Um. So you know, me first and the Gimme Gimme's, uh, hilariously uh, comes up. Everywhere we look for it, uh, as a punk rock supergroup, like everywhere it said that supergroup, supergroup, and I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I I get it, um, but they're a punk rock supergroup and cover band that was formed in San Francisco in 1995. Um, so. Sorry. <laughs> Over the course of the years, they've basically kept the same lineup. Uh, you know, they've had a lot of like 
guest artists on with them, but for the most part, they've kept the same, like, core lineup. Right. Um, now, I know we don't normally talk about, you know, who's in the actual band on every episode, but I thought because this was kind of a special one, and because this is such a specific band that that's their shtick, I thought that this would be a very appropriate thing to do because you know they're not all from the same band right all the members are from different bands so um we have spike slauson uh who is from the swinging utters and the revolts and most recently i found out in my research also has an all ukulele covered band called Uke Hunts, which is a hilarious name to say. Uh, it's very difficult to say it without laughing. Let's put it that way. But Spike is the lead vocalist, and we actually both found out last night do, in doing some research that he's actually a Pittsburgh native. Yeah, I had no Which idea. we had literally no idea about. So that's kind of cool. Um, then, of course, your favorite guy... Fat Mike. Fat Mike of <laughs> NoFX fame. Um, I mean, Fat Mike is, he's a legend in, in the music industry, in the punk scene. You know, I mean, he's, everybody who's everybody that has ever made a punk record knows who Fat Mike is. Right. Um, so he plays bass and he does backing vocals. Um... Then there's actually two guys from Lagwagon. There's Joey Cape, who is rhythm guitar and backing vocals. And then uh, Dave Ron, who's the drummer. So they're both from Lagwagon. And actually, Joey Cape is a pretty big name in the industry, too. He He's produced a lot of, of records as well. In my research, I was just seeing that he actually has formed his own production label twice. Oh. Yeah. So, it's kind of interesting. And then the last member uh, is Chris Shiflett, who's from the Foo Fighters and No Use for a Name. And he's lead guitar and backing vocals. However, I did read that as of 2019, he is no longer associated with the Gimmies. So... I don't know what they're going to do with that. I guess I'm sure that they probably have brought on one of their many other co-collaborators to fill in for him. Yeah, there's quite a list when we were looking. There was Oh yeah. I mean, and it and it like spans over a whole different variety of of punk bands in the scene that they know. So, I mean, I'm sure that they got it all figured out by this time. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, we both noted that this band is actually named after a children's book, <laughs> which I, I gotta find this, this children's book. I need to know what it's all about. Um, yeah, it's children's book. Yeah. Called, called me first in the Gimme Gimme. Yeah. It's, it's, um, written by Gerald G. Jampolsky. And Diane V. Sirencione, or Sirencione, whatever it is. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to find it. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to find a copy of it. Um, so essentially what we decided to do in this episode was we each picked a favorite album. So we're going to kind of do our normal track to track on that. And then we're also going to do an additional album, which is one that we both like. Right. So we kind of share it as a, a second favorite. And honestly, I think it was hard for me to choose just one. Because, right. you know, there's bits and pieces of all the albums that I really, really like. Right. Um, I think you, yeah, you and I have talked about that before. I think this is one of the first bands that we realized that we both liked. Absolutely. And I, I would say this is actually one of the first bands to really, that really exposed me to punk music in general which is interesting because like they're like they're like a cover band of bands because they're a mishmash from other bands and all they play is cover music and then as we progress even further through this episode you all will come to find out that they're even more covery of a cover band than you realize <laughs> Uh, so they're a super group. They're a super group, exactly. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Google, for for really driving that one home. Um, so I guess I'll I'll tip things off here. So the album that I chose was uh, the album "Me First and the Gibby Gimmies Take a Break." Uh, it's their fourth studio album they released, and it came out July first of two thousand three, which. Not trying to feel old, but that was right after I graduated high school. Like a month after. Your baby. Memories. Uh, yeah, I graduated before that. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just keep it there. Um, so this is an album that uh, centralizes around uh, more of the like R&B... Um, kind of Motown hits is what they selected for this album. So the the theme that goes throughout is more of, of that kind of genre. So it, it starts off uh, with Where Do Broken Hearts Go, which is originally by Whitney Houston. So right out of the gate, strong start. Um, and something else that you'll notice in this episode too, uh, it's going to seem like the track by track is going a little bit quicker, but that's because there's not really a whole lot of, of depth in the research because these are all well-established popular songs yeah, and so many for people the most part. So it's really just going to be us just kind of highlighting the track listing and, you know, if there's anything that we that we know that's kind of little interesting things we'll be sure to toss them in there so um following up with that one is hello which is a lionel richie cover which the original song is a great song i i i, I love the original track uh video a little creepy <laughs> blind girl somehow molds a f molds lionel richie's face out of clay Whatever, I digress. Um, and I actually pointed out to you last night when we were listening uh, that the end of the song is a little nod to the Three Stooges because they do that little 
arpeggio hello at the end. So I always think that's kind of fun. Um, right after that comes End of the Road, which is by the very, very classic 90s R&B group Boys to Men. Um, it's That's like such a great song. That one brings back the high school dance right. vibe for me. Exactly. Standing, you know, two feet apart, whatever. Safe room for Jesus. Yes. Arm's length. Uh, so coming after that is Ain't No Sunshine uh, by Bill Withers, which the original song is very, very... Uh, it's a very emotional song. Oh, yeah. And... I think the way the gimmies cover it, you know, they kind of keep the darker guitar tones and everything, and it's a little more fast-paced. I think they they really continue that, that, like, emotion in the way that they cover it. Oh, right. So, uh, now I'm going to nerd out on the next one a little bit, because it's a cover of Nothing Compares to You. Which is, they give credit, okay. So on the album, they give credit to this as being originally performed by The Family, which was a part of Prince's entourage. But the song actually got its most popular fame by being sung by uh, Sinead O'Connor, which that's like her biggest song that she ever released. But, as you know, and as I know and love, the song is originally written, composed, recorded by Prince. And, you know, like, actually, his posthumous... Is that the word? Posthumous? I think. Posthumous release. um, I think it's called Hits. Uh, He actually put... Or the his reps put the original studio recording that he did um, of the song on it. So that's why this song kind of sits a little closer to me because it's got such a such a tight knit root in the the whole Prince thing for me. So you know, I had to give that little nod. Uh, after that. Uh, is the song Crazy, which was originally by Seal, which (laughs) I sometimes forget about Seal. If it's not Kissed by a Rose, I I forget that Seal's an artist. Um, But this is going to be the first track that we mention uh, something kind of behind the scenes about it. And we did the research on it last night. Um... In a lot of the research that we did, there were certain songs that uh, it made it a point to say that they were uh, interpreted or inspired by, or what was the other word? Interpolated. Interpolated. I think that's what it said. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, By other songs. So, for example... The song Crazy is uh, an interpretation of the song Six Pack by by Black Flag. And, like, we went back and listened to that song, and, like, you can hear it, like, immediately. 
And now that I've heard the original song, okay. I'm never going to unhear it. So thanks a lot, Wikipedia. Uh, so following that one. Before you move on, have you ever heard the uh, the crazy, the cover of Crazy by Mushroom Head? No. You should. I've never heard that. And now I'm going to have to. Later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know you love covers. I do. I mean, I've heard. What? You've heard who who told you? <laughs> yeah, I just had to point that out because that um, I like Gimme's cover, but I prefer Mushroom Head cover. So we kind of had that on on another track as well. Yeah. Uh, on the what was it on the Crazy. on the album? Are 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 we not men? We're divas. Yes. Uh, their cover of Madonna's "Crazy for You." We weren't real crazy for it. I mean, it's good. It's but... good, but the the newfound glory version, leaps and bounds, is just way better. And I think they have that because I mean, the covers are those bands' interpretations of that song, interpolation. Interpolation. <laughs> you know I what? Feel and, like that's a made up word. And um... I'm I'm sure that we'll we'll probably do a whole episode on just those albums because you know they they have three of their own albums specifically devoted to cover songs so we'll yeah. probably talk about that in another episode but yeah i think since um, since you and i started this and you know i know you love covers um i've paid more attention to a lot of the cover songs by different bands and it's interesting to hear you know their take on on things especially when they're so different right yeah I'll, i'm definitely gonna have to check that one out though so after the song crazy is isn't she lovely by Stevie Wonder, which it has nothing to do with the song, but just kind of an interesting thing. Uh, when I was reading the title of the song, and I've known the song forever. I've, I've heard the original plenty of times. How does he know? <laughs> I don't know. For, for all of you that, that may not know, Stevie Wonder is, is very blind. Uh, how does he know she's lovely? I'm just curious. I just, I just want to. Maybe lovely's not just about the looks. <sighs> or is it a sarcastic lovely? Like maybe when you're ooh. like, oh, lovely. Yeah, maybe it's like, kind of. Isn't she lovely? Oh, lovely. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of like the the equivalent of like, oh, bless your heart. Oh, you sweet summer child. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> Uh, so after that, after that, I think is arguably my favorite song on this entire album. Uh, it's their cover of I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, yeah. I'm by, not surprised that would be your favorite. By R. Kelly. Now, first of all, R. Kelly, bit of a yikes. Uh, I digress. This cover is, it's so good. I mean, it's got some ukulele in it, which just makes it start off so, so like subtle and nice. And then they go into their like, you know, faster paced punk rock attitude behind it. It's just, it's a great song. I just, I've always enjoyed this cover. Is it a banger? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's a banger. I would say that this song slaps. Oh, okay. Yeah, it slaps. I'm going to use different different words this time. 
After that uh, comes the song Oh Girl by the Shy Lights or the Chai Lights. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, actually. I know of them, but I, I was never really... Like, to see their name, I was never really sure how to pronounce yeah, their name. Yeah, I mean, I know the song. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, but it actually contains an interpretation of the song Race Against Time by the British punk rock band GBH. Which, again, we listen to it, can't ever unhear it now. I think it's interesting, because, I mean, some of these songs I didn't know before, so it's also... You know, bringing us into some stuff that we haven't we haven't heard. Oh well, the next one. Oh, some though, of these are pretty like. Well-known. The next one was one of those ones when we listened to the interpretation song that it was originally from. We were both like, "God damn it! How did we never? How did we never hear this before?" So the next song is their cover of "I'll Be There." by the Jackson 5, which that's already a huge song. But in this version, they contain an interpretation of Just What I Needed by The Cars, which is another (laughs) song I've heard a million times. I know that song very well. And like, until we actually played them side by side, I never made the connection. And then when we played it, I had one of those like, fuck, really? Yeah, your face whenever oh, I dude, my brain explode, your head exploded. My brain was fucking mush after we did some of these. Because I was like, <laughs> how have I... I know a lot of these songs. How have I never heard that before? Well, as much as I've listened to the Gimmies, I think you, you've probably listened to them tenfold yeah. of the amount of times that I've listened. So it's... Probably. I've, I've listened to the Gimmies a lot. They're, they're easily in my top ten favorite bands of all time. Uh, So after that is the cover of Mona Lisa by Nat King Cole, which another very interestingly uh, interpreted like musical song because it's got pan flutes and uh, I think there's some accordion in there. It's just very interesting uh, instrumentation through the song. So I I really like that cover, though. It's, It's a really great one. Then is the cover of Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams, which contains an interpretation of Pretty Vacant by the Sex Pistols. (laughs) Again, we listened to it, never heard it before, never going to unhear it. Then they round out the album with uh, the cover of Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin, which is a strong closer. So, we initially talked about, you know, we were going to pick these albums because they're our favorite albums, and we both had a reason why the albums that we picked are our favorites. Let me tell you mine. So, I love this album for two reasons. First of all, because a lot of the Motown stuff makes me think of my grandmother. And she was always like, we always listen to the oldies station. We always listen to all the old Motown stuff. So like that connection is always really cool. Because then I grew up in the 90s listening to some of the 90s R&B too. So, you know, it kind of resonated musically throughout my life. Um, But also, I think this record is also one of my favorites because at this time... I actually got the opportunity to meet 
some of them, and I have their autographs. Uh, I met them at a warp tour. Very nice guys. Fat Mike, bit of a dickhead. It's expected. He was nice. If, if he was like condescendingly nice, though, if that makes sense. But still, I, I think I met three out of five of them right before they went on for their set, and I got their autograph. So it just makes this whole album, I think, like that much more special. Yeah, you to have like me. a more personal connection. Yeah. I know even if I've seen, even if I, I mean, I haven't met hardly anyone, but if I've seen it performed live, I feel like there's more of a connection. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So um, we'll, we'll take a quick, a quick detour from this before we get into your album and uh, talk about a couple of earworms. Sure. I think you said you had a few. <laughs> Yeah, so this week, um, my earworms were all over the place. Um, I know some of them were gimme songs from, you know, listening uh, to get ready for the podcast. Um, some of them were songs that my daughter discovered uh, from Spotify because she's learned how to, you know, select a song she likes and find things that are similar. So she found a song called I'm a Mess by B.B. Rexha, R-E-X-H-A. Yeah. Okay, I was not familiar with this song ever, but now I find myself singing it because, you know, I'm a mess. <laughs> Yikes. Boy, howdy. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it fits a lot of stuff. So that's been stuck in my head. But also, the other noteworthy earworm that I had is By Lamos by uh, Enrique Iglesias. Oh, my God. And, what a great song. And the reason is because my son's taking Spanish. So I was helping him with his homework, and there was like, okay, bailar, bailas, baila, bailamos. <laughs> like, oh, shit, this is going to be mad for days. Oh, dude, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> what, look. It's really funny singing a song in your head that's in another language, because, like, I probably could pull off the Spanish stuff whenever i'm listening to it along with the okay well like that... i i told you last night that my my favorite christmas song is feliz navidad That's and true. i know every word to that song drunk and sober so that's impressive yeah right so i, I get it i mean i apparently also know all of the words to miley cyrus's wrecking ball when i'm hammered so that's a thing Whatever. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't surprise me with your Party in the USA rendition. Yo, I cannot get away from that song. <laughs> I can't get away from it. Every time I turn the, the car on, I swear it knows. It knows that you need to put your hands up. Yeah. Playing your song. Butterflies fly, fly away. away. Yeah. I mean, you know. Next thing you know, you're nodding your head like, yeah. 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 Moving my hips like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so earworms for you anything interesting uh i had an earworm that kind of stuck out for me i really only have one this week but i've listened to this song a whole bunch of times uh because i heard like a, a little snippet and then i was like oh i gotta check out the whole track because it's pretty cool uh so kind of a, a nod back to our less than jake episode Vinny. The drummer from Less Than Jake is currently getting ready to release a new project. I think it's in a like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter right now to fund the project. But it's a it's a mashup music and art 
project. So I think there's going to be, I think I remember reading that it's going to be like a, a comic book that accompanies the music when it gets released. Oh. Yeah. So they, the, the band's called the inevitables and their, their track they have out right now is called Fort Lauderdale. I've been listening to it a bunch. It's a really cool song. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of got like a little bit of less than Jake in it, which I mean, you got Vinny in there, so I get it. But it's it's like a ska, it's a really really like ska themed song, and it's pretty cool. I I definitely definitely recommend it. But it it was stuck in my head for days uh, after I listened to it, and it's just a, it's a really cool song. I'm looking forward to that project. So, and I knew that that was something that you would find kind of cool because it's. It's a little nod to the, the less than Jake family. Yeah, I always think it's it's cool whenever like music and art kind of you know cross over. Oh yeah, I mean like uh, the band Coheed and Cambria, the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria, uh, also does like comic books that sometimes thematically involve parts of their albums which is kind of cool i I, i've I've always liked the way that he does that so i I always thought that was kind of neat i've never had the chance to actually find and read any of them because they're kind of hard to come by but i always wanted to all right um so i guess we'll move on to the album that i chose and i chose their third album blow in the wind uh, this album came out in 2001, and I think it was probably the first album that I became really familiar with from the Gimme's. Um, we were talking about how we both discovered the Gimme's um, yesterday, and for me, I think it was just that they came o- came over on a lot of the punk compilations that I like to listen to in the late 90s, the early 00s. <laughs> That just sounds... That sounds so weird. The aughts. I don't know. I can't... You know, the 2000s. Um, because I really started getting into the punk music in probably 99, 2000. So this was right in the middle. Right. And the gimmies came on my radar because I was a big fan of No Effects. And, you know, with Fat Mike crossover there, it's just an easy jump to, you know, to listen um, but I particularly chose this album because um, the the music here is more um, more classic. Um, I don't want to say some of them. Some of them I think are are like sixties, fifties. Yeah, I think it's sixties uh, and seventies. Yeah, there's some like yeah we'll get into it but like some of these songs i remember listening to at like car shows with my dad because i grew up um my dad had you know some classic cars we went to car shows every weekend and you know they're full of oldies so these are some of the songs that's that's not a nice way to talk about the the men that are there with their cars (laughs) (laughs) no i know what you mean though it's it's a lot of oldies music i know i know (laughs) who said they're all men Anyway, um, <laughs> so it's a lot of the music that I grew up singing along to. And so I, I agree. I because just in the same vein as the connection that I have with my grandmother and the oldie stations, same kind of thing. Exactly. 
shout out B94 doesn't exist anymore. That's that's the, the station that we used to listen to all the time. And it played <laughs> it played a lot of the stuff that's on that album. Right. Actually, coincidentally, sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking in a second and let you get into it. But <laughs> I actually played Me First and the Gimme Gimme's for my grandmother. Oh, really? I did. What did she think? She loved it. She loved... Because she recognized some of the songs like i played stuff from blown in the wind and once it started into some of the tracks like she was like oh this is a really interesting version of this song so she was she was really open to a lot of the music that that i i liked so it it always made it kind of cool that i could that i could share that kind of stuff with her so but sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh you're fine um, yeah, so this album, I mean, reminded me of, you know, better, I don't want to say better times, but, you know, different, different good times. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it starts out with track one, Blow in the Wind, which is originally a song by Bob Dylan. Um, the album in, you know, opens with this and it opens with a clip similar to Hidden Track on No Effects' Punk and Drublick, um, where Fat Mike attempts to find pitch of the word how and how did the cat get so fat and perfect government so it's it's like a nod to that album for me which um, is so funny because we didn't i didn't know that and then you played it and you were just like damn it yeah i mean i guess fat mike there just just it's a fat mike thing yeah you know just well yeah i mean it's it's like the the pig squeal <laughs> You hear it all the time in gimme tracks. It's just it's just their thing. They just do it. But yeah, track two, um, during this research is what did it for me, where we realized how many songs are being like sampled or inspiring their cover songs because the second track is Sloop John B, which is originally by the Beach Boys. I don't think I've been real familiar with that song. Um, oh, it's a great I know. I I don't think I heard it before I heard the cover, which is weird. But the cover samples Teenage Lobotomy by the Ramones. And once I heard that, I was like, holy crap. I was so mad. You were. Your face. I was so mad. And what I find funny is I think they mentioned somewhere that um, they started in their second album to do this. Um, I think their first album, they didn't do it as much. But Yeah, I, I, I went back and I looked... And I didn't see it anywhere on their first album. Or if they did, they didn't really talk about it. Right. But they definitely started doing it on their second album. Right. I think that's what I noted um, somewhere in here. Because, like, what is Have a Ball was first? Yeah. Okay, and then I think in Aura Drag, they started to do do some of this. And then they just continued. Like, a lot. Throughout the whole, <laughs> even on their EPs. They did it. Even on the ones that are in other fucking languages, they yeah. did it. It's it's amazing. It's honestly impressive. I think it puts I, another I, layer into covering because absolutely. they're covering not only you know the the vocals and the song and the feel of like the song, but then they're they're covering <laughs> they're covering tracks by bands that probably inspired them. Exactly. So it's which a, just makes it it's like another layer. Yeah, it's a cover, including, like, a cover of another song. Right, kind of. which is kind of cool. I, I, I really appreciate it. And actually, I, I think after reading that, 
I think it just makes me appreciate oh, yeah. it that much more. Because it's not just them singing silly songs and putting their spin on it. It's they're right, also because... adding in, you know, a nod to whatever bands, are, you know, and showing their appreciation well, I mean, or it, their in, inspiration. In this one, for example, like the, the Ramones. I mean, I had one on mine that was the Sex Pistols. Like, those are huge... Those yeah. are huge punk acts. Like, so I get it. Right. Um, yeah, so then the third one is Wild World by Cat Stevens originally. And this is probably my favorite track on this album. Just because um, the song's kind of emotional on the original. Yeah. So I feel like um, that emotion's still here in that fast-paced, you know, cover that they're doing. Um the song starts out with the uh, Arabic greeting, I guess, of peace be with you. The assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, Mike. Alaikum salam. Yeah, I definitely had to look that up you know, a while back. Um, just because, you know, it's an addition that isn't... I mean, it's their, their touch. So, um, <clears throat> but Well, you... actually, sorry. Again, don't mean to interrupt, but if you want to go on a deeper dive into this real quick, uh, it's it's interesting that they, that they do that because I never thought about it before, but in this era of music, it would have been uh, a really big, really big time when the Black Panthers were in power, or I, I shouldn't say in power, but when they were when they were big. And that was a very common, like, greeting that they gave in their, you know, they did the, like, the Assalamu Alaikum thing. Yes. Like, that was very popular with them. So I never thought about that before, but that's kind of interesting that this is like a 60s and 70s cover album and they would include something like that, whether it was cognitive or not. Exactly. It's still very, a very interesting point. Yeah, so this one, I think, um, is one of my favorites on this album, just because um, it's it's so different from the original, but it still has that emotion and the same feel to it. Absolutely. And I love how they, you know, put that together. Right. The next track is Who Put the Bomb, <laughs> which I know is your favorite. I love this song. <laughs> It's originally by Barry Man and the Halos, um, who I I know the song. The you know artist didn't didn't ring a bell, but I mean again, this is a this is a car show classic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I just love it because it's just it's just so silly. Well, and they may, they add to the silly because like the doop 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 and stuff like they make it extra silly. Well, yeah. I mean, in the, in the second verse, when he just it does that, like, <laughs> like, it just makes it so silly, but it's so good. It's oh, yeah. just, it's such a great, it's a, a great, like, silly spin on, like, a car hop classic. Well, I have to say, uh, listening to it with you was, was a treat last night, and hearing you sing along and get excited. You're welcome. I mean, one of the best parts about music is having someone to share it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, that one's probably always going to make me think of you now. <laughs> um, here's 
followed by track five, Eleanor, which is originally by the Turtles. Um, I definitely thought when this one came on that it was London Calling, and surprise, it has the sample of The Clash is London Calling, which when you heard it, you were like, holy shit. I, Your face was just priceless. I fucking broke again, because it was just like, how have I never realized it's literally the opening line? It's crazy. Well, that's why the research in this was so fun because yeah, seeing you it's just so something. it's just so cool. Like I don't know, it just it just made me appreciate it so much more. Yeah, seeing you seeing you learn all that was, was yeah, fun. it was it was cool, and especially listening to the tracks side by side like that. And actually, I think we're gonna do that for the the playlist for this episode is we're gonna make sure to include the original tracks from from the original artists like that they were inspired by or interpolated for these tracks so that you can you guys can also hear it um next up was my boyfriend's back by the angels which again another car car show classic absolutely (laughs) i find myself singing that one um it's a fun cover and I, i i think it's kind of a fun spin when it's more of a female vocalized song that they're covering so it's just makes it interesting i agree because i think it makes you appreciate spike's voice oh yeah a lot he has a great voice it's incredible i don't know that i ever noticed it because i mean i have listened to some swing and other stuff but it's it's incredible their harmonies are incredible too oh yeah it's it's crazy when you when you think about the other work that they've done in other punk bands and then you hear them in the gimmies, and they're still doing punk music, but like their voices are all so good. Right. It's so crazy because they're, they, it's like they want to put up this like tough ass facade in their regular bands, but when they're in the gimmies, they're like, guys, we got to make this shit sound good. And I think um, what I find interesting is, I mean, there are people that I've known that don't like punk music because they feel like it's, you know, garage band, unpolished, you know, whatever. And I feel like this shows like their musical skill. Well, because they have, you know, this range where they can, they can do that stuff, but they can also, you know, have this sort of vocals and put it all together and harmonize that way. That takes a lot of skill. Right. No, I, I agree. And I think that the problem is because like, like the punk genre in general Oh, yeah. Has a, a, it's kind of, I don't want to say a bad rap, but it's like, it's pigeonholed because in its, in its roots, it was all DIY garage band stuff. So like, it didn't sound good, but that was the, that was the beauty of that variety. Cause like, even when you listen to old, cause like I just recently started going back through, uh, bad religions catalog. Cause I'm a nerd. Uh, like what? they're, You're a nerd? I know, right? Their first album, like, you can still hear Bad Religion in it, but it was released in like '83, I think. Yeah. It was so like, it's a little rough, but like, that's what I enjoy about it. But it's rough compared to now, right? But back then, it wasn't. Back then it was it was edgy and it was it was the new sound of rock and roll. I mean and like 
And when you really think about it, like, that's kind of how metal started, too. Because, like, originally metal started out as thrash, and thrash was very much in the vein of punk rock. It just, it focused less on the message and more on the music. So, like, when you look at a band like Metallica, like, original Metallica is it's thrash power metal so like and it's less about james hetfield's vocals and more about like the shredding guitars and you know like the punchy drum set and everything like that so i think you get the same diy attitude in that whole era of rock and roll in general but i think that that also tarnishes the future generations in their their mindset towards that kind of music. So, like, everybody thinks that, like, oh, I'm going to listen to metal music and it's all going to be, like, with a bunch of, like, in-your-face <laughs> guitars, which is not how it all is. And the same thing goes for punk music because it has progressed so much that, like, you put on a band like No Effects or Lagwagon or Pennywise, like... Those are classic punk bands, but like they don't have the classic punk formula for how their music sounds. But even then, I mean, No Effects has grown so much. Like, oh they're, yeah, they're very you know ska inspired, and um, you can hear a lot of you know the different the different inspirations that they have. I've even heard them grow over the years. I wonder if like our opinion of punk and stuff is shaped by you know that pop punk was big when we started listening i think stuff. my opinion of of punk this is just for me but like i think my opinion of punk music in general was shaped by the grunge movement yeah because yeah, i was a big nirvana fan so like i think in listening to nirvana who was always not a super perfect band oh yeah but their music was always so deep. And then putting that, using that canvas to paint like the new, the second wave of punk rock yeah. for me, I think that really helped. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I definitely, the grunge era was I mean, cause you know, like, where I started to discover music yeah. and Nirvana, huge influence for me as well, which I, I don't know why we never talked about them, but I wasn't sure how you felt about, I mean, I don't know. We've talked about like the Kurt Courtney thing because of Disgraceland, but, <laughs> yeah, well. but I think, um, some of those songs like Nirvana, it was always, um, deep with the content more than, I mean, the music was just an addition to me. Like, right. It was always about the vocals and the, the feel of the song. And I think that's, that's what punk music does for me too yeah and i've actually heard a lot of artists say that like that they flat out think nirvana is punk and i i agree in a lot of ways i think because punk in in its in its rawest form is just it's it's very avant-garde like it's very you know it doesn't it's it's loose it doesn't have this is going way Fluent. way Fluent. deeper Fluent. than i expected Fluent it to what i was <laughs> this is this is just we're in the deep end now i, I you brought it into the deep I end i can't help it <laughs> uh no more kitty pool anymore <laughs> i know right fuck the kitty pool the kitty pool has been thrown into the adult pool 
A pool and a pool. A pool and a pool and a pool and a pool. Uh, but yeah, like, I think that they were... I think that they were punk rock. But in their own way. I think that they were influenced by a lot of that kind of stuff. And they just... They plugged it into their sound. So you, you can see it, for sure. Well, punk rock's a lot of the attitude, too. It's yeah, it's not, it's not even just... Yeah, it's not even just the music. It's a whole... It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a whole subgenre in itself. Anyway, me first in the giving of me's. We digressed a lot. Woo! Okay, so... <laughs> I think that left us off at my boyfriend's back. Yes. Okay, so next would be probably, if not my favorite, my second favorite track, All My Loving, um, by the Beatles originally, which, I, you know, I'm no secret fan of the Beatles or anything. Right. Um, but this song, you know, I remember singing it as a child. I remember um, later on, obviously, singing it to my kids. It's just um, one of their classics. Yeah. Um, but finding out that there is, you know, a sample of a Dickie song, which I've heard them, but I did not hear this song before, but You Drive Me Ape. <laughs> definitely, definitely could hear it once I heard that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just added another layer to a song that I already loved that was turned into a cover that I already loved. Right. So just, it works. Um, next up, <laughs> Stand By Your Man, originally by Tammy Wynette. Um, my favorite part about this one, though, is their take on it because... Um, you know, their, their original lyrics are the first verse, but then they, they change the next verse too. Sometimes it's hard to be a gimme, giving your love to just one band. That's a fun take. Right. I just, I just love when it's like, but after all, we're just a band. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, definitely love that one. Um, Track nine, the San Francisco by Scott McKenzie originally. Um, that one includes two bad religion uh, samples, Stranger Than Fiction and Pessimistic Lines, which I don't know that I heard these ones as much as the others. Like the other ones were clear, you know. Yeah, I think these ones were a little more subtle. Right, right. But I mean, still, still enjoyable. Um yeah, what was um it ends interesting, but what was up with the library? I mean I <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I tried to find that and I mean yeah. I couldn't seem to find where that comes from. Right. Where are we going? The library. To the library. Yeah. I mean, okay. Sure. I'm going to the library. I'm gonna go to the library. I like the library. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> um next up is I Only Wanna Be With You by Dusty Springfield originally, and it's um, sampled in um, the song The Money Will Roll Right In by Fang. Not familiar with them, I have to say, but definitely could could hear the connection oh, yeah. when we listened, because that was another one went side by side. Um, track 11, another car, <laughs> car show hit, Runaway. Definitely love singing this one, just because it was um, a favorite as a child. Um, I think I just like the the music that went with it and they definitely did a good job of um 
their interpretation of it. Yeah, I, I always like that, like, that real dreamy guitar line yeah. that they have that it kind of just kind of, like, rolls right off the guitar. I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you're better at describing the musical side of things, but that's exactly why yeah. I like that song, um, even as a child. It's just fun. Um, that one has a similar ending as EMI by the Sex Pistols, which definitely could hear... Um, track 12, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles. Um, I really like this one. And it has a similar ending to a Lagwagon song, which is fun because, you know, two members of Lagwagon. Right. Um, and their song is Making Friends, and it ends with Will You Still Hate Me Tomorrow. Right. Uh, right. And when we listened to it, like, it was so, like, we were both just like, damn it. Like, when we listened well, to it. Yeah. And I mean, I'd listened to that Lagwagon album a bunch of times. I'm not a giant fan, but they're definitely on my on my radar. Right. Um, so that one was an interesting uh, discovery. Um, last track didn't really do a whole lot for me. Different drum by Linda Ronstadt originally. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely bigger hits on the album for me. Yeah. So it wasn't a. I mean, I think it was a good way to round it out. Oh, definitely. You know, it wasn't anything that like it wasn't like a super over the top cover but it also wasn't like anything that's super stood out yeah yeah but i mean this, this album to me um i think this <clears throat> this is one of the ones just came at the right time for me 2003 for sure right in the middle of um a lot of the the, the punk stuff that i i was getting into and just th that they you know crossed over with Lagwagon and some other bands that i that i enjoyed so um definitely a favorite for a variety of reasons. Um, so yeah, it was fun to go back and listen and listen with you. Perfect. So I think the album that we both agreed on in a big way, because we, when we both gave our favorites to each other, uh, this one was our second favorite for both. collectively. So it only seemed appropriate that we that we cover this one. Normally we don't do three albums, but it's a special episode. It's a special band to both of us. So it, I, I think it felt appropriate. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we're talking about Me First and the Gimme Gimme's Our Drag, which I think is one of their... I think it's a pretty popular one, honestly. Who doesn't like show tunes? Right? Right. And... and more importantly, a lot of the show tunes that are on here are actually female vocalists. So that just puts an extra layer on the arm. Right. And the drag. Right. And coincidentally, <laughs> on the cover, all of the members of the band are dressed in drag sitting around a poker table. Which, like, they're dressed in drag uh, that are, that's themed by the characters from the songs. So it just makes it that much better yeah we had a nice little discussion last night about costumes that they had they had oh, done yeah. and reading back i mean most of the time they would wear their you know hawaiian shirt right up. but i mean they they had a variety of costumes over the years my favorite that i read about was that one year on a warp tour um they dressed up as afi and afi dressed up as the gimmies which i would have loved to see that that would have been hilarious it would have been hilarious but you know once <laughs> but it, that kind of stuff just just shows how fun they are right and i mean it, it said there were you know a variety of different things that they wore have, have you ever seen them 
No, I've missed them every time. I think the warp tour that they were on, I missed. Um, yeah, someday. So hopefully, I've seen them twice, and uh, I know it was both on warp tours, and they're just they're just really fun. It's just they put on a fun show, That's and they just and they just joke around with the crowd and with each other though. Like oh yeah, like the on stage antics are just it's. They're all silly. Like, they're all just silly as hell. Well, I mean, I've seen No Effects five, six times, right. maybe. And, it, and, and I, they have a lot of the same feel. Although, um, I think... I mean, it's got the, the punk spin on that, but... Right. But, like, they're they're it's, they're just fun. They're just yeah. really fun. I mean, I, I think... I mean, I've seen some videos and stuff, and I, I'm guessing that, you know, they're it comes across that, that they're doing this for fun because I, I, you know, I read that they didn't originally aim to put out records the way they are. They, you know, were having a few hits, a few, you know, well, yeah. Cause initially they started singles. out with like EPs and singles where they were just releasing like seven inch vinyl EPs with like a couple of songs on them. And that's actually, I don't know if you read this or not, but that's actually how they made their, uh, gutter punks have a ball and then have another ball is both compilations of what came out on their EPs. Two balls. Two balls. <laughs> Multiple balls. <laughs> so uh, I guess um, we'll just kind of go back and forth on this one. Yeah. The one thing that I did read about this was um, Spike said this was his favorite album of theirs. I could see that. Oh yeah, me too. I think it's it, it was probably the most fun for him because he seems to be more musically rounded in yeah. a lot of ways. So yeah, I didn't know so much about him prior to this, but I'm definitely we, glad we found out a lot last night, like how they got booed <laughs> out of PNC Park. Like <laughs> that whole story was a roller coaster. Honestly, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that was one of the. But then, like, but. We saw that initially before we did our, our research, and we were both like, wait, like, for a Pirates game? That's super random. Well, I think I was trying to find out the last time they had toured here or been here, well, yeah. and then and that's then, what it said was the Pirate game where they were, you know, slated to play three nights, right? and they were booed out on the first night and asked not to come back. Right. I mean, <laughs> Which been... makes me very sad about Pittsburgh. But... Right. But then, like... Once we did our research a little bit more and we found out that Spike is from Pittsburgh, then we were both like, oh, okay. So maybe that kind of helped his connection with that whole setup make a little more sense. So The Inzers just weren't ready for like Aeneas. Sons of bitches. <laughs> they should have covered Donnie Iris. I know, I know. If they would have covered Donnie Iris, everything would have been fine. It is what it is. The Clarks, your favorite. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> getting into the album. No. Okay. Okay. I'll start it. So it opens up strong uh, with the song Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I mean, it just, it just comes in, punches you right in the face. It just gets right into the song. 
great opening track. Yeah. You know, I mean, the original, all of these are classics. I mean, like, a couple of them I've never, I've never seen the musical itself. But, I mean, most of them I, I know both the original and the the gimme version obviously yeah um over the rainbow is a really beautiful song um in the you know the original and i found it you know interesting that they still had some of that emotion even when making it fast-paced and you know their punk spin of it it's still oh yeah kind of hits a hits a chord with me i like that one sure big fan <laughs> um all right we're just gonna go back and forth. This sure. Time. Okay. Don't cry me. Don't cry for me. Argentina by or in Evita. That was the second um, track on the album. I don't know that I have much of a feel for that song either way. I mean, like their cover's good. Yeah. But the original. Eh. Eh, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm wishy-washy about it. Yeah, I, I think I, I always was wishy-washy about that one. I definitely have clear favorites on here, and I think it it might just be what I have a bigger connection to the albums or the, the shows or whatever, I think, now that I'm looking back at it. Right. Yeah, because, like, my next track for me, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, it's science fiction double feature from Rocky Horror. I'm a huge Rocky Horror fan. I love Rocky Horror. And this cover is so good. Uh, you know, it, it, because they still kind of, they, they capture the, the intensity that it's saying in the actual movie in their own way. And I just think it's, I just love the way they do this track. Oh, I enjoy this one too. I think it actually might be one of my favorites on this album. Um, it's probably in my top few. Um, next track is summertime. Poor Jane Bess. I'm not familiar at all. No, I, I've never, I've never heard of that one. I mean, their, their cover's good though. Yeah. I, I like their cover. It's just, I've never heard of that musical before. Yeah, not one that I've ever... Nope. <laughs> so... I think this is the first one where we found... This is the first one where we we found out that they, like, took nods from other bands. And then when you played it for me, I was so, like, mind-blown when I listened to it. Because I was like, fuck, yeah, me 100%. Too. Well, I always thought this had that sound, but I never... Never made the correlation. No. So... The next song is their cover of My Favorite Things from The Sound of Music. And it contains an interpolation of the track Generator by Bad Religion, which, like, I've listened to that track a million times. And for some reason, again, never made the connection. Yeah, but once yeah, once I heard it, I cannot hear it. But I always felt like the opening in that song had a real bad religion feel to it. Right. The, like a dog by like a bee sting. A little piece of fucking dog. <laughs> I always liked the opening on that one. Yeah. I don't know. It just it's. Yeah, I I like I I just love the the way the guitars come in like with the drums where kind of like it, it has that like that hard like it's such a contrast to like the original yeah oh yeah because like the original is so like Ridge ups and roses 
right? It's so do 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 of their interpretations of the songs on this album. But um, next song was Rainbow Connection, The Muppet Movie. I don't know. I think that's just such a nostalgic song for me. Um, the Muppets were a huge part of, like, my childhood. Right. That every time I hear this, I'm just like, hmm. So, yeah, I definitely enjoy this one. The song in general and even their take. I just love the way they end it. With, like, the little Kermit the Frog at the end just yeah <laughs> definitely so the next song that they did is uh phantom of the opera from the musical of the same title i almost wrote that down in my notes and then i was like no you fool it's the same exact title <laughs> you might forget what it's from right uh <laughs> this cover is so good though and it's it's another one of those like super impressive covers now he did have a little bit of female vocal backup in this song uh and whichever female vocalist he got in on this her voice is wonderful yeah i think she was listed in like the the entourage of, of gimme yeah gimme but like <laughs> but like it's already like the original is a very very powerful track yeah and they don't they don't take away from that at all no. with their version like i i actually think that their version almost makes it feel more like more powerful because of the way that his voice and the music kind of like play in with each other. Yeah. So I, I, I've always really liked this cover it's too. It's really well done. Yeah. It's very, very well done. Um, track eight is I sing the body electric from fame. Hmm. I mean, I never really had a big connection to fame. Yeah. So, it's a good track, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the way it starts out. It's it's a little more almost like a reggae kind of vibe. Yeah, I can feel that. And then, like, then it just pops into the classic Gimme's vibe. Yeah. I Like I said, I mean, I, it, it's a song. It never really... It's, it's a song. It's nice. It exists. It, it's there. <laughs> uh, so after that comes It's Raining on Prom Night, which is from Greece. I love Greece. Uh, Greece is, is just like one of those classic, classic movies in musicals, however you want to say it. But it, it's it's great. Yeah, I was um I was forced to watch Grease 2 by someone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> My best friend growing up. Oh, gross. Many times with Grease 2. Um I appreciate it a little more now, but uh... Grease 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I I just love Grease. Yeah, Grease is a great movie. But this version of it is <laughs> It's so funny because they they took some liberties. Oh, they did. Uh We'll just say that. They took some liberties in the the bridge section of this song. And it just makes it just makes it so much more like, oh boy. 
Yikes. Okay, would you say it's a yikes? I'd say it's a yikes. yikes but it's it's so it's so good. It's a great cover. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I I don't know that I noticed their liberties as much as when I listened with you. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's an example of something I'd listen to many times that never... Well, I think also, like, until you hear somebody sing it out loud uh-huh. along with it, uh-huh. you don't really hear it. <laughs> and then when you when you hear somebody else sing it, you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. <laughs> um, next is Tomorrow. Um, that was in Annie. And um, I really like this one. But again, I think it's a connection to liking Annie. Um, just because it's one of those ones that I grew up with. Right. Um, yeah, Tomorrow is one of the songs that I grew up singing. So it's definitely enjoyable on that level. Um, what I read was that it ends with um, some lyrics from Surrender by Cheap Trick. I didn't go back and listen. I meant to. But I guess um, I guess that's just part of what I've heard in other songs. And it just kind of mixed in with it the mommy's all right daddy's all right just seems a little weird yeah so the next one is uh what i did for love from a chorus line which i i'm not familiar with uh and the song is just kind of nice it's okay it's interesting that we have a few like it's okay is when there's some i guess the the amount of strong hits on this one. I was going to say it's because probably. it's because the songs that are strong on here are very strong, and the ones that kind of fall between them are just a little weak, wimpy boys. <laughs> so, <Okay, Flula. laughs> yeah, it's a little weak, wimpy boys. Just <laughs> a right. moist, moist meow, meow. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? I would actually venture to say. That's probably one of been one of my biggest earworms this week that I didn't mention. I didn't mention it either. But I'm going to mention it now because it popped up somewhere on Facebook for me and we then I went it last week and, and I couldn't I've listen. watched it so many times since then, but it's it's Flula Borg's cover of WAP. <laughs> but he calls it <laughs> Moist Moist, moist meow, meow Meow. I mean, it's just <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on um, to the grand finale. Grand finale cabaret. Um. I'm not familiar. I, okay, let me rephrase the way I'm about to say this. I know of cabaret because it's a very, very famous musical, but like I've never personally listened to it. Uh, but I, I've always liked this song. I, yeah. I like the way that they... They open it with, like, one style, which is kind of back to that, like, reggae-ish kind of vibe. And it's very, like, you know, just kind of, like, it's almost dancey in a way. Yeah. And then they get into the end of it, and then they just kind of, like, drive the end of the song home with, you know, like, the hard punk to finish it out. I think it's a strong ending to this, this album, though. So, you know. All around great album. I've, and I think that this album was actually my first real exposure to not only this band, but I think like punk music in general. You know, because this came out in 99. Yeah. And this was like right around the time that I was 
that I was really getting into punk. And I remember getting some of these songs on like a compilation CD that somebody made for me. And, you know, it was just like all like punk and ska covers of songs and a bunch of their stuff was on there. And I was like, this band is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, they came across for me from the, the fat compilations. Right. Um, which, of course, makes sense because, you know, they're on the fat label. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lagwagon and uh, No Effects. But, um, yeah, it was a good stepping stone, I guess, between what I already liked and, I mean, who doesn't like covers? Right. I love covers. In case you, in case you forgot. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, episode five. I know. I, yeah. And I, I think that this was definitely a very special way for us to celebrate five episodes by talking about a band that we both love. That we just both love, like, a lot. Uh, but they're just a band. After all, they're just a band. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that I look forward to whatever else they are going to release from this point on. Uh, I'm definitely going to go out of my way to check out Uke Hunts. <laughs> I've already added them into my Spotify. Did you hunt for you? Hunt yes. Spotify. Okay, cool. I did hunt for you cunts in Spotify. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go out of my way to listen to to th- that, though. But uh, otherwise, outside of this, like I said, I've been listening to Bad Religion, just kind of going back through their, their original stuff. I guess that's, that was kind of like my, my palate cleanser between me first albums i would listen to me first then listen to a little bit of bad religion and then go back yeah yeah i know you and i both mentioned that we've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately yeah um i know i was catching up on some of the music related ones um yeah plus disgraceland came back i know this week unannounced completely so burst in like the kool-aid man like oh yeah yeah. oh yeah and i was like oh okay here we are that was i mean it was a good episode yeah if you guys have never listened to disgraceland go out of your way to listen to it because it's it's easily my number one favorite podcast i think and i'm one of the biggest ones that got me i think disgraceland is probably the one that inspired me to do this podcast because it just it inspired me to do a music podcast that was more in depth than just like, oh yeah, there's music. Here it is. Yeah, well, Jake's Jake is the one who runs the um who does Disgraceland and he's got a great storytelling. Um I mean if you listen to it and you haven't listened to Disgraceland, start from the beginning because there's some great episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would never tell you to pick up right where it is. I would if you're gonna if you have never listened to Disgraceland, you need to start back at episode one and give yourself the time to actually go oh, through yeah. all of them because Yeah, I almost want to re-listen at some point just because I'm just big lurch. That's all I'll say. <laughs> big lurch. Uh, but yeah. So that that came back, and then you know. Yeah, I so say I finished Twenty Seven Club, which I had been dragging my feet on, which is also another one of the, um, Jake Brennan's podcasts. He's... Did you did you like the end? Yes, it's a good ending. Yeah, re- um, the second season finished real solid. Yeah. Um, 
Catching Up on High School Never Ends, which led me on, you know, listening to a few other bands. I was listening to Kill Lincoln. Kill Lincoln is great. Yeah. I love Kill Lincoln. And it's funny because I think in that episode they said, like, one of the songs that they had was so much um, higher on Spotify than others. And they're like, we don't know what um, playlists we're on, but it's on, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for it in the mail, but I actually... uh, Oh, is that what you... I actually ordered their, it's their newest album, uh, what's it called? Can't Complain, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it was, they reposted it back on their, their merch store because they, they're doing like a limited run. It's only like 500 copies that they're, that they found. Uh, and they're like the Japanese copies. So it's like all the artwork and stuff from the the japanese release but i i picked that up because i'm i just it's just like a piece of ephemera that i want to own yeah um yeah like i said in the episode they said we don't you know we don't know what you know um playlists run on spotify or whatever that's getting a lot of attention but they're on the essential ska oh okay so So check that one yeah so i really enjoyed (laughs) sadly get fucked four eyes yeah, there was a clear favorite. <laughs> their stuff is so good, though. I just, I really like their style. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess I would say for fans of like Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, if you're into those kind of groups, definitely yeah. check out Kill Lincoln. I was surprised how much I liked, liked them after really not. I don't know why they never came across before. Um, so, I, I spent some time listening to some of that and a lot of me first. Um, about it i think um, yeah podcasts yeah because otherwise the only other like podcasty kind of stuff that i was listening to is my my other vice which is football <laughs> specifically fantasy football oh, i mean I, I like regular football like but i listen to a lot of fantasy football stuff oh i went back okay i went back and was listening to some my chem the oh. black parade Ooh, um it's such a great album it's experience and i i feel like that for me is probably going to be a, a deep dive project of my own at some point because i really seem to enjoy like the concept stuff like after doing our first one I sure think it was you know it was fun um yeah so i went there and went back to some of the used in preparation of hearing them next year, yeah, when concerts return, <laughs> when Fingers the world crossed. when the world opens back up, and music live music is able to actually come back and do its thing. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. I, they're a band that I only seem to enjoy after listening to your playlists that you've put together for me. So I do. You, do you think I should share my playlist with everybody? Maybe. We'll think about it. We'll think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys will appreciate it as much, but maybe I will. But yeah, I was going back to listen to some stuff that I know we'll be hearing next year. Absolutely. Cool. Well, well so, I guess. Uh, that wraps up episode five. Five, right? Crazy. And we're only moving on from here, you know? I'm, I'm excited. Got a lot of stuff planned. Absolutely absolutely so as always guys uh you can find us on basically all social medias twitter instagram you'll find us at simh pod uh we're on facebook songs in my head podcast 
uh, you know, feel free to reach out, you know, if you want to get into the Facebook group, we're always looking for, uh, you know, new stuff to listen to in the discussion. Yeah. In in the future, we would really like to get some more, uh, audience involvement because that, that was kind of what we wanted to do for this episode was do, was do a, a listener suggested, but we only got two. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted to get a few more than that. I mean, bef- that's a whole episode there. But... I mean, yeah, it's a whole episode, but I wanted to get a little more variety, you know, so don't hesitate, even if it's something that you think we might not like. And we still may use those suggestions if we just put it out there. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to go back to the, the two that we got for sure. I'm, we're definitely going to do an episode on that, but please, by all means, reach out, you know, I'm always open to, to listening to new stuff. I know you are. So, you know, share your music with us, share your music with each other, because what else we got right now, you know? So thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for being around for five episodes, and I hope you guys are around for at least five more. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, guys.